we all purchased Madden 2018, right, for the PlayStation this week. Yep. And I put my favourite team down as the Browns. Good man. <laughs> Not good I'll level man. With you. I haven't written five questions Whatever. on the Browns. And we are back like Nick Bowles and Super Bowls. This is the Long Snapper Podcast, bringing you everything American football. And today uh, we celebrate uh, the, the Super Bowl. Um, fittingly, we've got the OG squad. Uh, Doug, Adam, Mark, how you doing, boys? Good, mate. That's the best one of them you've done so far. Yeah. <laughs> and still I actually went. understood it, which is the first. The first. <laughs> uh, we dumbed it down. We dumbed. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. What? <laughs> <laughs> Translated it, maybe. <laughs> so Super Bowls happens, which is cool because it was a great Super Bowl, but it's also whack because now we've got to wait again for <laughs> ages. It's such a long time. It's such a long time to wait until you get football again. It's, it's ridiculous, really. But don't worry about it, because we're going to have XFL soon. If you listen last week, you'll know our thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and only if you time port yourself two years into the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that. <laughs> yeah um, before <laughs> we talk actual football, uh, Adam, quiz time. Uh, yeah, just a, just a quick one. You remember we were doing the leaderboard when we had guests on um and i think Viney is ahead on three out of five um we've never other than ages ago but not in the same format we've never done them ourselves so without further ado i reckon we get straight into that um the rules are five questions um any that you don't know or get wrong go on offer and if the other two know them uh, they get to take a point off you and it seems to make sense to start with Dougie, um, who came out as a football agnostic recently. So <laughs> stands by that decision wholeheartedly. Yeah, uh, don't, you don't support the Kansas City Chiefs anymore, and I respect that. It's quite clear though that you do kind of support the New England Patriots, so you're going to get five, <laughs> five questions on them. I, I thought you were going to go with the Browns. Yeah, I did think about it. Um, <laughs> it was a toss-up until they get good uh, you're gonna have to answer some questions about the patriots okay <laughs> maybe we'll do a browns one at some point um right to start who were new england's opponents in the infamous tuck rule game in the snow uh, the oakland raiders uh, yes correct uh, question two what is the patriots win loss record in super bowls raiders five and three Lost one in the 80s, five and four. Did so lose one? Parcells when he was there. Five and five. Uh, correct again. Well done. Well done. Um, other than. Tom he is Brady, a Pat fan. He's going to nail this five out of five. <laughs> and be, it would actually be appropriate if you did a Browns quiz and got and went 0 and 5. Yeah, that would, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, other than Tom Brady, who are, and you can have a half a point for this, I'll be half a point for each, sorry, I'll be clear immediately. Other than Tom Brady, who are the two other QBs to start a Super Bowl for the Patriots? Well, Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. And I don't have a clue who the one in the 80s was. Okay. Can Mark or Craig steal half a point back? 
without looking on Google. No. Was it? Was it? Was it definitely the eighties? What did did like not a backup or was he a backup? I don't, oh, maybe that was Bledsoe. I don't know. I ain't got a clue, man. In these situations, I like to punt for Rich Gannon just because he's been the answer for so many <laughs> questions. Go for Rich Gannon or Vinny Testaverde. Vinny, yeah, Vinny Testaverde or Rich Gannon. <laughs> Oh, at least you had a go. Uh, it wasn't either of them, obviously. It was Tony Eason. And I think if you don't know that, you're not going to you know what? Gonna get... I had the, for some reason, when I was thinking about it, that I was thinking about hockey gloves, which are made by Eastern. We're one of those weird memory association things that I do. It's it's progress, Dougie. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say that. For a podcast, you probably better keep talking about it, Doug. <laughs> Maybe a bit more detail. <laughs> okay, question four. Uh, you're on two and a half so far. Um, who was the last Pats head coach before Belichick? You think you two are going to be thinking it's Parcells, but I actually think it was um, the Seahawks coach, Carroll. You would be absolutely correct. Again, three and a half. Um, can you stay at least neutral? on the last question and top the leaderboard um, you need to pay attention here um, I'm going to give you five things and what you've got to do is tell me which of them has occurred most recently okay okay um, firstly Robert Kraft purchases a team the team ends a season with a losing record the team plays a game without Bill Belichick as a head coach the Patriots move to Gillette Stadium and season without Tom Brady starting a single game. What happened the furthest thing? What's What happened most recently? Obviously some of those have happened more than once, obviously. I'll go for the team move to Gillette Stadium. You are going to get some music. That's four and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, it, he is a he is a Pats fan. He absolutely That's is. That ridiculous. that was that was my least favourite quiz. That was. I'm just I'm, I just know I know my shit, guys. And you're going to get embarrassed now when you get two points about about Jets. Um, I'm pretty sure I smacked my last Jets quiz, thanks. And I don't like the fact that you just erased that from history, Adam. To be totally honest with you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I fucking oh, battered my Jets quiz. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you'll, you'll batter it again. <laughs> so, the NFL season came to an end on Sunday. And it was an unbelievable game of football. Philadelphia Eagles took on the New England Patriots. And it was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever had. Um, Eagles come out on top. Let's, uh, let's start big picture. Where was this game? Won and lost. I'll, I'll, I mean, there's there's several places. I don't know. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and <laughs> I, I defy you to find one that did a preview and said that um, the Eagles are going to win a shootout. Um, as we as we said last week, if, if the Eagles are going to win, it's going to be incredible defense or Brady's going to have a stinker. Um, what well, well, we spot on, eh? things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... <laughs> All sorts. I mean, the, the Eagles' offense just full stop. I mean, Nick Foles, Nick Foles's offensive line. Nick Nick owes them like a house each, except they're probably all on more money than him. But still, um, that 
that was just incredible. <laughs> there's just there's just so much. Uh, go on, Mark. I I, th- I think this comes down to the fact that the Eagles managed to get a lot of really crucial, big, important plays um, at exactly the right times. You think about, um, you know, a, a, a massive part of that game after the Alshon Jeffrey interception, um, and then the, pa- the Patriots go down and get the the James White touchdown to make it fifteen twelve. They know there's there's not long to go before half time, um, and the Patriots are getting the ball at the start of the second half. You suddenly think, right, there's only three points in it now. Patriots are going to get the ball, go and score a touchdown after half time. They'll lead, and that'll be it. And they did go and get the touchdown, but what they didn't do was the next the next possession. And what the Eagles managed to do that no one else has done against the Patriots in the playoffs when they've been doing well is the fact that they've managed to keep scoring. Um, the next possession, the Eagles go down. They have the fourth and goal with, however, 38 seconds left. And they manage to run a play that passes it to the quarterback. Um, big play makes it 22-12 rather than 15-12. Massive momentum swing. The Eagles managed to keep on finding ways to score, even when it looked like the Pats were coming back into it. And everyone thought this is the time that the Patriots is going to finally take over and the the Eagles are going to start to struggle. They didn't. Um, They just managed to keep their noses in front. The, the, the Zach Ertz catch on the like seemingly small play, but the Zach Ertz catch on fourth down with five minutes left when they were down by point, massive play. And it's what they managed to do that other teams didn't. Um, they just found those those important plays. And there were obviously a, a couple of significant touchdown catches that had to be looked at. Um, but they were, you know, they, they found ways to get it done where other people haven't. I don't know about you. I thought about four times in a row, I just thought to myself, they haven't got another drive like that in them. Yeah. And then they, they, they just kept coming back. They just kept and, doing it. Big loads of third down conversions. That that fourth down conversion you mentioned that was in in their own territory. Yeah, um, and uh, that was the right call. They didn't have a choice. I mean, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop the Pats either. Yeah. I think um, obviously having watched the game and then you know read about it, watched programs, whatever podcasts. A lot of people are overcomplicating it a little a little bit. In that, don't get me wrong, great game. Was it a? Fa- if, fantastically cool um, there was all these other nuances that we will go on to talk on later Lo- loads of really key important incidents um, but the thing that stands out for me that kind of is almost dismissed is well maybe not dismissed people know but maybe not given the recognition it deserves is Nick Foles was fucking clutch as all day and it, 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 was, it, was, it was like when you got the glow, when nothing can touch you. This guy made play after play where, uh, you know, whether it was f- 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 a thread and needle. And the thing is, them type of balls that, that, where there's two or three defenders around, that's an interception unless it's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or whatever. These people who seem to be able to do that a lot and others who can't. Nick Foles did that all day long. So there was loads of key moments, great play calls, great individual performance, um, whatever, mistakes, whatever. But Nick Foles, if, if, if this is a passing league, a quarterback-driven league, da, 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 the premium we pay for quarterbacks, the how important it is to have a quarterback. Nick Foles was 
damn near perfect on Sunday. And and I just, you know, I want. I, there's loads of other things that I'm keen to talk about, but I don't want to. This guy <laughs> played an unbelievable game of football. That's um, that's that's nice. That's nice and easy to to explain to everyone. You know, Nick Foles was really great, but where 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 I think a lot of people are becoming obsessed with Nick Foles, I think that you've got to understand that Philadelphia's offensive line and New England's offensive line probably played the best that any O and D line O offensive line offensive line units have played in any Super Bowl in the last twenty years. Yeah, Going into the game, you're looking at the twelfth and fourteenth ranked offensive lines. So you're not looking at you're looking at average offensive lines. New England's probably played a little bit better, but made one mistake when you consider that Philadelphia is actually the highest ranked defensive line in, in the league. You know, New England, one of the worst defensive lines, and New England struggled to get pressure on Foles. And if you're not going to get pressure on him, on any quarterback at the NFL level, they're going to look good. Foles not, was, con- not true. Foles not was true. constantly given four, five, six seconds to make plays. You know, you need that amount of time to make the plays that he was making. And a lot of those plays were late developing, which is why there was so much wide open, so many instances of wide open receivers 20 yards downfield, because those plays take time to develop. And that can only happen if the offensive line is giving him time to do it. He was, he was, yeah, he, 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 he made some was... unbelievable throws though at the same time. No, I'm not, exactly. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that, but and you have had, to, had New point. England been able to produce any slight piece of pass rush, you you would have seen a different a different game. What was the game that he really struggled in um, in in regular Dallas. season? Dallas, Dallas, right? And Dallas, it was, it was a lot of starters arrested. I think in that yeah. game, weren't they? To put right. it into context, go uh, before the NFC Championship game, he was four of twenty one on deep passes this yeah. season. Yeah, look, I, I just think that it's very easy to sit here and say, well, Nick Foles is the second coming, right? Nick Foles is probably going to sign for someone for a lot of money. And six games in, they're going to realise they don't have the next Tom Brady. And that's not the point. I'm no one saying that. The point I'm making is, is if I don't, I don't. It's everybody's doing finding every other reason um, to justify this this game. Um, if it, if if Aaron Rodgers had played this game, we would all be celebrating Aaron Rodgers. This is the Sam Allardyce, Sam Aladici type of argument I'm making. I'm simply saying that credit where credit's due. The guy was hounded. We on this podcast, the minute Carson Wentz went down, every man felt Philly's chances had dropped significantly. Everyone thought, yeah, maybe a deep playoff run. No one thought this was a true Super Bowl contender because of the quarterback, because of the level Carson Wentz was playing at. Now, the the offensive line did have a fantastic game, tremendous game. There was points in there, um, both offensive lines, where it looked like a nailed on sack. You looked like someone's got pressure and a late block came and they ended up getting that extra second, two seconds. Absolutely. But credit where credit's due, the man made plays. You can't, there's, there was, I don't really remember any deep ball that was wide open. It was big contests, jump balls, one-on-ones. But most of the time it was tight windows. It was coverage and, 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 the, and they were working. So, you know, maybe it's a Matt Flynn. I'm not suggesting this, this is going to, this is this the, isn't the, a Matt the, Flynn. this He's isn't, Matt. this, he, uh, but, but, but I'm saying I'm not I'm not suggesting he's going to go on and become Drew Brees. I'm just saying the guy played a hell of a game and deserves a credit. 
if he was if he this is if he was French, we'd all be celebrating it. It was a fantastic quarterback performance. I think At you need both, point. don't you? I think you need. Yeah, but we all know uh, Craig likes shiny things. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need. I think you need both. You need the uh, the O line to play really well, and they did. Um, but stick a few quarterbacks, stick a few quarterback starting quarterbacks in the league in that situation, and they wouldn't have produced what? that type of performance that Foles did. Um, so he gave a performance worthy of the the offensive line performance because he did have a lot of time, but he still found he still found the guys that he had to find. There was one point he missed a, re- a really easy, short um, sort of screen pass. I think it was on second down. Um, he just threw it over. I've forgotten which receiver it was. It might have been running back. Threw it way over their head. And then you think, oh, it's sort of third and seven or something. The next play, he just came and when you just think, oh, maybe maybe this is going to unravel a little bit. And he just came and found this a clutch throw out of nowhere. And, that, and that's what it was, is that you kept, you kept thinking, this, it, this isn't going to keep going. This isn't going to last forever. It's Nick Foles. But it did, and I, I said last I said last week you can't polish your turd. Turns out you can. So let's talk about that play. One of the most surreal play calls I can remember watching, um, certainly in Super Bowl history. Um, Nick, Nick Foles got hands, yo. Um, <laughs> uh, was was this? Well, where does this rank in terms of individual calls in the Super Bowl? And bear in mind, somebody threw the ball on the one when they had Marshawn Lynch. It took me about two minutes to actually celebrate that touchdown and how incredible it was. I was angry at the play call. I was like, what earth are you, what earth are you doing? It took, just took ages for me to process what had actually happened. And then you watch it again, the way Foles walks up to his right guard and right tackle, like he's shouting something at them or calling an audible or something. And then he just doesn't, he doesn't go back. To take he, ta- he taps one snap. of them. Do you notice? He taps him, and that's the signal for the centre to snap it. I mean, just so so well done. Um, There's a big bit of me that wonders, and we've spoken about this. Is they clearly had had practiced it. It's in their locker, um, so that it was something they could bring out. I do wonder if they would bother if the Patriots don't try to do essentially the same thing. A few minutes before, but fuck it up. Would they? Would they do it? Is it? There's a bit of me that wonders. As soon as they try that and don't get it and, and don't do it, if Doug Peterson's sitting I on the sideline thinking, I, "Do you know what? Fuck you. We're doing I this." I don't think that put play call is in your pocket if you ha- if you aren't going to use it. I just don't. And Super Bowl week because I'm I know that obviously you 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 brought it up earlier and I I, I was with you, but then I did, I just thought you know what. If you're going to waste time practicing it, and the thing is, the most impressive thing about that, we talk about execution and how annoying it is when they don't do the basic things correctly. That was polished as fuck. Apparently, apparently they hadn't practiced it in Super Bowl week. Well, I suspect they (laughs) They, had a two-point conversion option, didn't they? If they need a a two-point conversion, fair enough, you can bring it out. But to do that on a fourth and goal... Massive. If you fuck that up, that is a massive momentum change when you can kick a field goal or try a, like, you know, when you've got those two running backs to not do that at that position and to throw the ball instead. Mm. I think for it, I suspect that that was a bit of a, you know, let, let's roll the dice here. Let's try it. 
I reckon maybe the timing of it was encouraged due to the fact that we saw Brady balls it right up. But I just think that was there. I do think it was a part of the game plan. When, who knows, whether it's a two-point conversion, maybe it's a, you know, you're down and you've got to make a play. But the timing, I mean, that in itself is why it was such a great play call. Mark, you alluded to it. And and, and we did we did talk about this two weeks ago in the fact that we saw from the Jags that it doesn't matter how effect we saw a poor deep well effectively if you look at just the scoreboard or poor defensive performance that week. But we said the Patriots will score, so we knew that Patriots were going to score, and the, the the key was for the Eagles to score. And you can't trade field goals for touchdowns, and you know that period of that halftime and that third quarter is always when the Patriots somehow just keep a foot in the game. Um, for me, it, it is. It, I can't think other than um, uh, that onside kick call. I can't think of a, a, bet, a, a better. I think that's the. I think that's the one. That's my favourite Super Bowl individual play call of all time. Yeah, it's up there with the Saints second half um, like onside kickoff, onside. isn't it? Um, and the balls to call it is is incredible. Um, I love the fact that it's a play that Foles ran. With for his high school team, um, yeah, and there's yeah. video emerged of it afterwards of him. I can't remember the name of the high school, but a video's emerged of him running the exact same play with the same movement to his his right tackle um, to the you know to the movement the exact same thing. He's clearly introduced it and executed brilliantly. But yeah, I, it was superb. Uh, I've watched it a second time. I watched it on the Monday afternoon as well. And um... do you do any work? I had, a, I had Monday off, Mark. Oh, okay. I'll let you. Oh, yeah. Fair play. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my my son finished school at quarter past three on Monday, and I watched the game with him because he hadn't seen it. He didn't know the score. Uh, it was great, um, but it wasn't any clearer as to where <laughs> where either defense was. Um, we I suspect we're going to come on to Malcolm Butler and what happened there. Did that unsettle anything? I don't know. I still I love the fact that it's more yards in this game than any NFL game in history is just absolutely mind-boggling. Well, actually, watching it a second time, you realise lot of, lots of coincidences conspire to help that happen. Like so many drives sort of started way back, um, and and a lot of even the the drives that didn't end in a touchdown, it would be right up um, point blank field goal range or something like that. So you, you watch it again, um, it it makes sense. You know, I, I, I watched it twice as well. Um, you watched it, it was like four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got through it, I was like, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I, I, I had time, I took Monday off as well. I watched that twice as well. And um, you know what? I kind of, if you watch basketball, yeah, you will see some games that are like 89, 98. And some games that are like 120, 125 or whatever. And you'll think, boom, 120, 125. There's no one's blocking anyone. No one's uh, closing out. No one's boxing out, whatever. And a lot of the time that is the case. But sometimes people are just on fire. So even if you're playing defense, even if you're doing the things that you're meant to do, the offense is still exceptional. And... At first, I thought, oh, what is this? You know, 
is it littered with mistakes? Maybe uh, people not competing, but actually, other than I think maybe one or two, literally one or two individual plays where blown coverage or whatever, more time plays were contested. The ball was in tight windows. It was good close coverage, but the receivers just won. And I just think offensive line picking up <clears throat> the rare time that the either side blitzed. It was just a really, really good offensive. Another reason why I, I do think Foles played a really good game is because both offences were really exceptional and he was probably their best player. I Shockingly, Craig, I disagree. I, I think it was a perfect storm of... <laughs> I only agree in, in some ways. I think it was a perfect storm of offensive players who were playing above their normal level and defensive players playing below on both sides, both teams, both sidelines. No, you well, said one, it wasn't... one kind of complements the other there, doesn't it? If the offensive players are playing above their level, then that kind of leads to the defensive yeah, players. Yeah, it does. To yeah, it does. Okay, yeah. But, you know, both defensive coordinators have been lauded as being probably the best in their field, right? Good but luck. there was no... Good no... luck, Detroit, if there's any more of that. There, there was uh, no... Uh, Patricia. <laughs> there was no sort of noticeable adjustment that affected the game. So that would lead me to believe that players were playing below their normal level. Because coach, well, actually, those, the those coaches, it got more mental as the game went those on. Those coaches, those coaches are renowned for adjusting and and playing what's in front of them. I also think there was a lot of missed tackles from both teams. If you go Definitely back and watch so. it, there, the tackling, the, especially the open field tackling, was very poor. The amount yeah. of tackles that Blunt and Ajayi a lot of incredible through. blocks at the same time, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But what can happen in a game like that, though, is when neither defence can stop the offence and you get a ludicrous shootout, pressure can actually build because you, you can't afford as an offence to even punt or make any sort of mistake. Um, where defences are more dominant, um, you're not too concerned about the odd three and out or or even, even a turnover where your defence can keep you in the game. Um, in a funny way, that, that added to just how impressive it was, particularly late on for the Eagles. Malcolm Butler started 16 to 17 before this. 97% of the defensive snaps that were played, he was on the field. Um, and then Belichick, Belichick's, and he uh, he's not on the, he's not in that lineup. What's the what was the impact? Is this Belichick overthinking? Is this is this is this arrogance? Um, did Some, it impact something's the team? happened that we don't know, surely. Did, did it impact the team? Were they worse because of it? Yes. Yeah. It's been all over Twitter today that he broke a rule. Um, he performed badly in practice all week. But, Wasn't there something about he had an illness as well that was probably a lie? Yeah, yeah. And the, the Patriots are well renowned for, you know, lie. if you're a dickhead, they treat you like a dickhead. <laughs> so he's probably been a dickhead. And he probably knew it, which is why he was bawling like a baby over the national anthem. I mean, I I couldn't believe, I mean, that he's made that decision and they've stuck with it. Like, he didn't even come in in the nickel or anything. That you know, Literally not one snap of the game. But, but if you've um, made a decision based on yeah, yeah. disciplinary reasons, then you've got to stand by it. Because 
Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you make a statement instead of winning a Super Bowl? I don't think he would have helped him win a. I don't think he'd have had a, an overriding effect on the game. I think his play's been below par. He's their weaker side by my. Oh, anyway. I, I I disagree. I think that they. I think Foles specifically looked at targeting Eric Rowe and Jordan Richards, um, and I think some of the passes that were targeted at them don't don't find that receiver if Malcolm Butler's there. Um, I think I do think it hurt the Patriots a lot. And, you know, fair enough that a team's got principles um, and you you never know how much of an impact it's going to make. But the, the Eagles stood a far better chance winning that game with the personnel they had on the field than they did with with him playing there. I mean, it's, it's a culture over performance thing, isn't it? Like, it's a bigger thing than just one game. And, you know... Yes, I understand that it's the Super Bowl, but the Patriots have a way that they deal with things. And, and if he went against it, you can't yeah, throw I, your whole ethos down the swanee over, do. over one it. guy. You know? well, we the thing remember is, Fournette being benched by the Jags, mm-hmm. taken out of a game a few of June, would, sort of halfway would, through the season. Would he have done that in the Super Bowl? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. The thing here's, here's what I, I do. This is the reason that it's legitimate to question it. Bill Belichick is... You know, pretty say much unanimous. Say it. Say it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> pretty much unanimous, unanimously agreed to be the greatest coach of all time. So therefore, you make a statement with this type of decision. Now, for me, the greatest coach of all time is Alex Ferguson. And Alex Ferguson talked about a number of times, particularly in his books, around how you manage your best players and how you know you 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 actually have to have a culture, but you also need to win. So the question, and this is what I'm, I'm, I don't know, I don't know well enough, is whether Malcolm Butler would have made the difference to have tipped them over the edge. Because if he would have, then I think Belichick is accountable. You know, the, there's players on that roster who will never get another chance to win a, a, a Super Bowl again. And... Is, is Belichick your... accountable or is Malcolm Butler accountable? Yeah, well, Butler. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta... yeah. But do you sacrifice a win? Do you sacrifice the Super Bowl for that? Do you do you cost those players that best chance? If 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 the defense, you know what it gets like, particularly in positional groups. If the rest of the defensive backs truly believed that we are worse off now because you're doing this, you and your big bad self are doing this and we're going to have a worse game and that has a ripple effect or an impact on the team. You know, it, 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 is that good coaching? I, I also think it's a bit of a dick move to make it a game time decision. If he has done something wrong, yeah. <laughs> if, he's, if he's done something wrong, then you discipline him and like Fournette, you don't, you don't dress him. You say, right, you're done for the Super Bowl to get him there, dress him and then tell him there he's not playing in the front of the, the hundreds of millions watching around the world. I think I just thought he hadn't, he wasn't starting. I thought initially, oh, maybe, maybe it might be one drive or something. And then yeah. he'd come, come back in. But, so did I. But then uh, when you go no. back and watch it and you see the fact that he's standing there and people are having to console him, you kind of realise this guy got told, you're not playing today, bro. You're not playing today, sorry. You're gonna, yeah, you're not playing, son. I'm, you're, I'm, you're not fan, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think I'm not that a fan is. of that. None of, no. us know, none of us know that happened. No. By the, by the same token, he may have been told, you were a dickhead last week, you're sitting out the first drive, and he went schizo. 
And so Brady, uh, Belichick just went, well, if you're going to be a dick, you can sit the whole game out. Maybe. Because Maybe. that's no more reckless speculation than what we're doing at the moment. There's every chance that might have happened. You know? mm. And I, 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 for one, I, I would like to think that that's how I would treat people I was I was employing you know you you put your trust in them and if they break your trust then they they pay the consequence of that and just because it's a big game and just because he's a big player doesn't make him any less accountable you've got to have you've got to have you've got to have consequences if you don't toe the party line especially in football I don't, I don't. I agree. I just think better coaches, good coaches, have managed that exact situation in other ways. And if you truly feel, if if he if he doesn't impact the game, it doesn't matter, does it? We've talked about it before. On this, we had this exact conversation that um, you know talent impacts rules, and the better you are, the more lenient the rules are. So if we, if you truly believe he was, if him being on the field would have had an impact on the the, the result. Then I do think great coaches find a way of saying, do you know what? You fucked up. You shouldn't have done that. You need to show us today how sorry you are, and then we can have a look at how you, how we how we recompense this. Because I just there's guys on there on one year deals coming late in the year. Literally, their only chance to potentially win a bowl game, win the big one, and this cunt. For whatever reason, and we don't know speculation, as you say, but this this prick done whatever, and now I'm 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 one ringless. I just think poor poor Kenny Britt. You've got got to spare a fault for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I just think that the Patriots are well known for thinking bigger picture, and if if they let him do that, where does that leave their culture and their program next season? And that's that's what I think it's come down to, and you've got a you've actually got to think: Would you have the stones to make that decision? In the same way, would you have the stones to play make a call a QB option on a <laughs> well, on a fourth down? You know, the, the the decisions are equally gutsy, in my my opinion. I have a gut feeling that I sort of back Belichick. Like whatever's happened, you have just just knowing him. He's he's probably. I do like to think I have to bring a voice of reason to three <laughs> fiercely anti-Belichick people here. You know, I, I'm I, I'm anti. I, I can't I can't stand them. I don't I don't no, not no, respect yeah. how good he is. The guy obviously does. I'm not. He's a fantastic coach. Doesn't mean he can't get it wrong. <laughs> Catches. Um, we had the Zach Ertz catch. We had the Clements catch. Question mark. <laughs> um, so let's consider those two big plays, two touchdowns for Philly, um, and New England finally not getting it them way. Um, so Clements catch first. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing Perfectly wrong with good. it. Perfectly Clements. Good that's okay. the one with the biggest question mark. That's, isn't it? Yeah, I'm that's, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I genuinely. The fact that there's so many differing opinions on this, to me, just smacks of the fact that no one knows what the fucking rule is. Well, I'll tell you what, all three of them are catches next season. And if they aren't, then the NFL needs to take a, a long, hard look at it. Yeah, I, I personally, I look at it, he catches it, takes 
takes a couple of steps. The ball never actually leaves his. It's not like he he's juggling it, so he's losing possession, like he's like a fucking clown juggling a ball. The ball is in his arm and hand, so it moves maybe half a centimeter, a little bit as he's beginning to fall. But Talk he's that shit, no. Yes, I agree. I didn't know that you were going to say the this. There's yes. absolutely nothing really in my mind. Really, I literally that. thought I was going to be the only one making that argument. Yes, Mark. Mark, okay. I agree with you, but that isn't the rule. No, that's that's the nonsense of this. Believe me, game so, that I watched, the Bills against the Patriots, where that Kelvin Benjamin touchdown was chalked off, that was absolutely no different. Oh, well, no. But they're going to eliminate, are we confident that they're going to eliminate this ambiguity as well. is control? Is that, is that going to go from the rule? This idea of, does he have control? Listen, if the ball's in his hands and it's not on the floor and another person doesn't have it, they've got the ball, right? That's I'm with you. Case. Give it the cricket. Change yeah. it to the same rule as cricket. As Easy. long as I Jump have down. the ball and it's not on the floor and it hasn't touched the floor and the other person doesn't have it, then it's a catch. You can't, you can't tell me. Control it throughout the process. Are you shitting me, dog? <laughs> if you've caught it, you've surely controlled... Uh, what I don't this, get this is, is, he, he is... catches it, takes about two steps, then it moves then a little bit. Step. So the argument is, oh, well, you know, when he's, when he's actually had control... When he had then control, he's out, like, he out. He's still got the ball. <laughs> the ball's still there. <laughs> Listen, if, so if, if, they change it, if they change it too much, our podcasts are going to be like eight minutes long next year. So let's not wish away. <laughs> well, people might be pleased with that, though, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> that's, be what you've been, that's what you've been wanting for weeks it'll be the quiz some results and then AOB Mate. perfect <laughs> another bloody 15 minute quiz <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to the aftermath of the Super Bowl has anyone got anything uh, they'd like to contribute Let, uh, call it a uh, Super Bowl AOB if you will as long as I still get an actual AOB um, <laughs> obs did- <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how many of you watched the Sky coverage. Mark, you said you watched the B- BBC. BBC. Yeah, I I, I tried um, but, Reynolds for about all the twenty minutes, and then then he was done. I... No, 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 no. You know the drill by now, people. I can't possibly do this. I've got to work. I've got to pay my mortgage. Adam, you should know better by now. Craig, Mark, come on. It's just not going to happen. By the way, this is the sound footage makes when it hits the floor of the cutting room. <laughs> Absolutely steaming drunk. Mate, you, but I, mate, you I know this be. is getting cut. You know <laughs> it. Like, do we need to? Do we need to carry it on? I'm, I'm cutting the shit out of this. That's a shame. There's just <laughs> right. There's going to be a sound effect of a steel weight dropping on the floor, and that is the sound of this audio footage being cut and dropped onto the floor. I, I have got something. There. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> So not discussing the Sky coverage, because that would be silly. Um, but uh, the BBC coverage, um, like I said, I, I, turned on to, I turned on to the BBC. And, um, and I thought it was good. They had one bit where they had the Gareth Southgate on there for too long. But I do like um, Osio Manura a lot. I, um, I Gareth like, Southgate? Yeah, he was there at the game. Yeah. Um, so they, had, they were interviewing him for, for too many series. Um, but other than that, I, I genuinely quite like what the BBC have done with their with the coverage. I like the highlights program, and I thought that they handled the Super Bowl well. I like Mark Chapman as a presenter. So uh, props. Was he to sober, the BBC. Mark? He was sober. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. There you go. That's, That's just good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so, in the aftermath, let's 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 quit, let's quickly dice it down. Um, we talked about the, the 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 Bill Brady record, which you know, listen, I, I'm no fan, but five and three in the championship game, playing eight championship games is crazy. But losing this one, how do we look at at, at, at Bill and Brady now? The greatest head coach and quarterback combination of all time. They've been to eight Super Bowls. They've literally been to a fifth of all the Super Bowls that have ever happened. Yeah, I I don't believe either are done. Um, they did not. Well, Be- Belichick, see, he's not done, is he? Uh, but look at look at Tom. They did not lose this game because Tom Brady had a stinker, as we've touched on. So he threw <laughs> no, five hundred right. yards or whatever. When the, when um, the Patriots don't punt, he's not done too bad. Yeah, Three years he, and counting since Craig announced the demise of Brady. <laughs> and he also I, he could throw a hail mary. I thought I thought that got the deep ball had gone from his locker. Yeah, he he had an incredible game. The only know. thing, the only thing about it for me is that I'm I'm, and he yeah he's going to come back. But how up is he going to be for coming back with a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator? That's uh, he is a that lot, and he doesn't care. An awful lot of um, of important players on that team are free agents, so it could be a very very different roster. Um, there's that talk of. The, the rift behind the scenes between him and Belichick. That's the, there's that underlying problem that probably is, is still there um, regarding Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so there are issues at the Patriots. And they, they will probably overcome it and because they're, they're a team that just will. But I, I do think that you can start to see some cracks now. They will come back for a number of years because they wouldn't have let Garoppolo go if they weren't. Well, here's the thing. Ferguson was going to retire for a number of seasons, Craig, right? But what kept him coming back was the fact that he had to... From when he first announced he was going to retire, he built two completely new teams. So he got to the point where he was going to retire. Then a load of people left and he was like, well, I'm not just going to leave now. I'm going to build another team. And that's where the Patriots are. I can see one more Super Bowl run under new coordinators with Brady and Belichick maybe two years, three years. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna be done. They'll be in the playoffs the next two or three years. But they'll want one more Super Bowl as a as a pair with they want to prove that they can do it without McDaniels. And, and they won't uh, want to go out on a defeat either. Exactly, exactly. So they'll keep coming back. I I look I hear all that. What I want to happen or or based in any type of reality. I think we've established uh, they're very different things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, if Brady comes back, I don't think he's at, at the, at the top of his game. I don't, um, but I don't think they're good enough around him. And I think that the fact that Gronk may not play again he's is coming back. Is, friend, is friend of the show. It's huge. Of the show, Gronk. It's, it's huge. It's huge. No, listen, if Gronk, Gronk wait, may come back, if he's actually hurt, if he's depleted, the guy's a physical guy as well as an oath, like, I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't know how Brady's going to be. I'm not giving him anything for granted, basically, is what I'm saying. I could I could tell you what I can see. I can see him coming back doing fuck all for a year. The rift within that team being deeper than anyone expects, and they hide it for a year. They have an unexpected split the year after. Brady does nothing for two years and retires. Um, I'm not saying Belichick's done, but I do not think Brady and Belichick... Continue in the form they do, you know. In football terms, 
as much as I hate to say it, I didn't enjoy them. I don't find them entertaining. I don't like their brand of football. But if you're looking at wins and losses, and I've consistently, consistently put a, a premium on winning as a skill. People take winning for granted. No, winning is in its in and of itself is a skill, and them two motherfuckers have it. So it is where it is. Eight eight Super Bowls. That's crazy talk. We're talking about that's crazy talk. I'm still talking about if you don't like if you don't. I'm talking about Joe Namath. What the fuck? Come on, it's eight Super Bowls. G madness, unbelievable what they've achieved. You liken them often. We've we've likened them. Me included have likened them to Man United. I don't liken them to Man United. I liken them to Russia. Do you know what I mean? I don't liken them to a culture of. There have been links proved on that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I liken it to dominance and and uh, you know uh, unfairness and that's that's the reason i rightly or wrongly don't get, look brady is is phenomenal at times but it's not the type I, i'd much rather watch peyton or aaron or brett Favre. give me brett Favre over tom brady every single day of the week um philly what are they doing are they doing what they can to tickle his balls and keep him as qb2 or is nick Foles? Go elsewhere and take that QB one. This is a tricky one because is. they they want they want to know that Carson went is fully fit. He's going to come back. It's not a trivial injury that he's got. Um, okay, they they might try and get they might try and get as much trade value for Foles as they can. I wouldn't blame them for that. But if they do, they're going to want something else as a backup that's decent. Um, because you just don't, I mean you've seen. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater's a more serious injury, um, but you you see QBs go down with a a blown knee and they don't come back the same. And we don't know. Deshaun Watson's another one at the Texans. Um, I think until Philadelphia are happy that Wentz is is going to be pretty much the player he was, they're going to be nervous about that. Who who honestly thinks that Foles is going to be a success as a start somewhere else? I think he could. He could be. I don't think. I, I don't think he would work everywhere. He would have to. Based on the fact that he couldn't, he he wasn't even close to pushing oh, yeah. Alex Smith. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a backup. Here, here's what I think. I think that my mind tells me Nick Foles is Nick Foles. But what I also know is he was 27-2 and two at one point and he just won a Super Bowl. And if I've not got a quarterback, I'm a fucking idiot if I don't try and at least see what Nick Foles has. And he's that gonna, is gonna, the value to Philly right now. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of money somewhere else. Too many people need a quarterback. The guy at one point in his career was 27-2 and two and one of the top five quarterbacks in the league and then has come back and won a Super Bowl when he looked dog shit at one point. So if I haven't got a quarterback, as much as I would question how much has Nick Foles really got, I've also still got the facts. And the facts are that at one point he was 27-2 and and he's won a Super Bowl. I'm going to have to see. I'm going to have to spend money. Like when you call, when you've got too much in the pot playing poker, and you call, and you ain't got that much, but you need to see what the other guy's got. I think Nick Foles is going to have plenty of suitors if yeah. 
that's, Billy. I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, do you think any of those suitors are going to get value for the money? No. <laughs> no that's another quote. Yeah, that's that's fair. I've got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Giants, the Browns, the Jags, the Broncos, the Cardinals, all with QB issues. And the Jags um, have said not, they're keeping balls. Yeah, they've still got QB issues. <laughs> they, they might be keeping, <laughs> keeping balls. Um, but I'll take them in the Jets. I'll tell you that. I'll take them in the Jets. Fuck Kirk. That's real talk. But I'm, here's what I'm saying. He, he won. And if I, I, as I mentioned, I put premium on winning. The guy played very well in a very big game, no matter what you say. You can't take it. Totally it's, not fair. it's not fair to take these things and circumstances away from someone. All I've got to do is do my job. In fact, that's, that is, that's Bilicek's mantra. Do your job. I did my job. I did my job as well as I could do, as well as I could possibly do my job. I did my job. So... I would, I would, I would, I would, Absolutely I would. And honest. I like Kirk. I was happy with Kirk. But I want the Jets to dream big, baby. Listen. <laughs> Dreaming big is not paying millions of out. dollars for Nick Foles. Ah, I don't I don't know. The guy won and he looked really, really good. I'd like to see if he could continue to do that. And he's looked really, really good beforehand. Uh, I think he's got a higher ceiling than Cousins is the point I'm making. Cousins is more likely the better quarterback, but I think there's a chance. I really Foles hope the Jets be- get Nick Foles. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I tell you what, I think there's a really solid chance that I'm, they might. You know. I I would absolutely love it. <laughs> I would love it. it. I'm down with it. See where Some, it is. Someone made the point last week, which is a valid one. I think it, I think it was Rich. Uh, it might, uh, might have been you, Mark. I don't know. Um, about Nick Foles, Nick Foles when he looked bad and he was at the Rams and he looked terrible. Yeah, he made the Jeff point. Jeff Fisher. Jeff yeah. Fisher's yeah, never when made he was a, twenty-seven and two. There, he's he never was, made a quarterback look good. When he was twenty-seven and two, he was with Chip Kelly when nobody could work Chip Kelly out. And then as soon as people worked Chip Kelly out, he went down the shitter. But the guy has just played two unbelievable games and won a Super Bowl. He has. Yeah. <laughs> But it's too easy to say that it's just because why of Nick is that Foles. Too, why is that too easy? It's not. That's literally the hardest thing in the world. The one thing no one is absolutely doing is allowing it, the possibility that it might just be that Nick Foles is good. Cam Newton did do it in a Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he, he bottled it in a Super exactly. Bowl. Exactly. Listen, listen Cam, Newton, Cam Newton plays stuff. in that Super Bowl knowing that the whole franchise is on his back. Nick Foles plays in that Super Bowl knowing that if he loses, people expect him to lose anyway. Fine. But you could say that. You could also say, if I don't do well now, I stink up the drink right now, I never get another game. Like, it, it's not for you. have to win, ultimately. If you win, you win. Fair play. Shake your I'll hand. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. Fella. I'm going to make a prediction that by about March, and it will go on longer than March, it will go on right until September or whenever, whenever we see him play again. Um, this debate is going to be everywhere. And we're going to be sick of it. I do want to Agreed. ask one question that I've not included that you, that I haven't asked that you guys aren't prepared for. But very, very briefly, you think we're before... prepared for the rest of it? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. What impact do you think this has on Carson Wentz? Without Carson Wentz, they're not there. They still, they still don't win. They, they still don't get a ring. Fair He's, enough. It's as much him as anything else because he played so well during the regular season. Well, what do you think he thinks? You think he thinks that? Yeah. When he's going yeah, up? Yeah, well, do. when he goes to collect his ring, 
You yeah. think he's not going to be thinking, I didn't play in the championship game. I Any player worth his can. salt is going to be desperate. Yeah, and to, uh, so if anything, that spurs him on to get back to another one. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, I, I think it's as much his ring as anybody else on that team. And because he, just because he doesn't suit up because he's got a really bad injury, that, is, that doesn't... He'll feel he has a point to prove though, which mm. is no bad thing. Yeah, um, and you, that's, that's you, fair enough. But I, th- I think he's going back. He, I think he's it, assuming that his knee plays ball, um, and there's there's talk that he won't be ready for the start of the regular season, which is like adds another interesting bit into this. Um, but I think if his knee's fine, he goes back in. He slots back into the start, and he plays just as well. Adam, do you, do you, do you want to talk to us about playoff challenge? Not really. I got bored. Of, I, I I'd sort of lost interest. <laughs> I know I set the thing up. Um, <laughs> I wasn't winning, Adam, so I, I picked Adam up a ball and I buggered off. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody won called, and I don't even know who it is, but their team name is Fred Earth Wins Again. Anyone know who that is? Nope. No. If you, yeah. Otherwise, no. we'd have sent them a massive prize. AOB, who wants to go? So I bought yeah. um I bought Madden like I said last week first Madden I bought since I think 2014 13 uh, anyway it's been a while absolutely no different still hate the same things that I hated about the game before the story mode is rubbish <laughs> I don't know if you've played that yet um it, it, that made me laugh more than anything else. But the online game is good. If you play against a human being, it's good. If you play against a computer, it's rubbish because the game's still predicated on collisions that trigger animations. And so the physics of the game aren't real. Uh, the play calling is incredibly predictable, which it always yeah. has been. Yeah. So laugh it up. Say I'm being a negative. It's a rubbish game. That's why I haven't bought it for over five years. Um, but what I was thinking of was setting up a long snapper podcast online dynasty league so if you want in on that i'll put some details on twitter i'm gonna get some practicing man how does it work ross spoke to me the other day like you've got to get 32 (laughs) people don't have to have 32 at all no you can have you can have however many we get and i'll set up a fixture list and we'll play the fixtures and we'll do it as a ladder league rather than a conferences with playoffs top six will go into playoffs if there's any listeners out there, they've got an Xbox version of it rather than the PS4. Because we're not swag. Yeah, <laughs> Russ, Russ beat me up on that the other day, man. I threw four picks in the end zone. I haven't played it. I too haven't bought it for like five That's years. That's something I've noticed cause as as we touched and we've all downloaded this um, recently. Uh, there seem to be a lot of picks generally. I threw like five. I've played. Adam, go for it. Um. A couple of things. You may remember Restaurant Gate with Russ. Um, I saw someone on the tube today and I thought, as a young lady, you look familiar. Um, and learning from what happened with Russ, I gave... Did she spit I on you? Are you talking to us from a holding cell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, I sort of gave her the trademark... Um, Russ Milsom nod uh, <laughs> the, the trademark one testicle out of your trousers <laughs> <laughs> um, she looked at me like I was completely mad um, and stupidly I'd done this two stops before I'm getting off the tube um, but um, as awkward as that was I then got on the train to come home I thought yeah well I, I was trying to place the face and I realized that eventually that 
she, it was someone, it wasn't her, it was someone who looked like someone who used to work in the Tesco's where I shop sometimes. That's what it was. It wasn't even the same person. Um, so, Russ, we did the right thing, um, being cagey and uh, <laughs> not, not gambling. Uh, also, <laughs> Craig, you see, you thought you saw Jack. I watched the Super Bowl with Jack um, last week and, and Rich and Steve and, and Jack's mate as well. Um, it was good fun. Uh, another another quick little thing. Um, just if we're not going to re- if not not going to record for a, we're going to have a little break. I've got to get everything out there. Um, my <laughs> son's school, um, where my wife does um, like reading with the kids one morning a week. Um, to do that, she got like criminal record background checked two and a half years ago when he first started school. I imagine they've refreshed it every now and then. Uh, but recently, they've added that a new step. Towards the story. Just tell the story. I, we don't need to know the background of your Mrs. CRB history. <laughs> uh, she <laughs> she had to write a letter. She, 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 she started the letter with dear sir. It, she got away with her background checks. Um, but they've intro- they've introduced this new step of security where everybody doing it has to come up with two references of people they know to vouch for them. Um, they've even given you the wording of the reference, which is like one sentence. This person have no reason to think this person isn't capable and suitable for working in a school. Um, sign here. Uh, what violent or dangerous people is that extra step going to keep out? Oh, we say we're we're perfectly fine now. They've, uh, they've introduced a, a couple of re- made up references that that will keep them away. Just I don't I don't I don't get it. Um, the fact that they've Nor done do we, that, mate. Nor do we, mate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love your AABs, Adam. I love <laughs> like, so, but, but what hardened criminal is going to think? Oh no, they've they've got me here. I'm going to have to come up with a reference that they've given me already. I could just make up a name and sign it. <laughs> they could Cheers. do that. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I can't wait to not do these for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, good lord! An hour and a quarter ago, we said we'll keep it under an hour tonight. <laughs> <laughs> have we ever not said that? Uh, do you want me to go? Go for it, yeah. Please, mine's God. super, super quick. A um, couple of TV shout-outs. The first one, you boys may have already watched this, and I'm fairly like I'm three seasons late to the party, but I've just started watching the tunnel. Um, and it's good if you've never watched the tunnel. It's good. It's a it's a sky thing. Um, it's predicated around a serial killer who puts a a body in the in the Euro Tunnel right on the midpoint, um, half in half in England, half in France. Um, so there's two police forces that get into it. It's it's cryptic. It's good. I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, check that out if you haven't seen it. And also, uh, by the way, it, it's a remake of the bridge, which was on the bridge between Denmark and Sweden. Uh, I've never seen a tunnel, but I watched there's three series of the bridge. It's incredible. Love it. That's why he's here, guys. I know, <laughs> I know, I know what it feels like, but but you kind of learn to love that. That's why he's here, guys. Thanks, ads. Carry on, Mark. And finally, if um, myself and Craig, I know you've mentioned it as well. Um, but if you series three of Gamora is um, has just been released, and Gamora is one of the best TV programs that I have ever watched. The winners, um, and it's absolutely amazing. It's just dropped. Um, I think every episode from Series 3 is available on Sky. Um, if you've not watched that and you want to catch up, do, because it is amazing. Proper, heart-hitting, 
Italian mafia drama. It's subtitled, so you've got to properly invest some time in it. But fuck me, it is worth it. Don't play yourself. I feel you, Mark. Um, right, quick thing. Firstly, um, well, dads, so you'll appreciate this. I think we've all got boys in it. Adam, I think you've got a girl as well. This is true. But I think we've all got boys. So, so I picked up a little man today. Picked him up from school, right? Um, and it's cool. I like doing that. Walk out. Boom. Man starts talking immediately. Telling me about some little dude being an idiot at school. At basically, attention-seeking. Jumping on the floor, hitting his head and saying it's other people. And regulating on that shit. And then he was telling me about his... Um, He's got this his friend who's a girl, who's friends with his girlfriends, but his this girl was saying that he told his girlfriend to tell off this other girl, and now this other girl's been talking to him, telling me about that, telling me about that shit, um, and then some other stuff. Long story short, I don't know about you, but being a father, I always you really obviously one you want to be everything to them, you want to have a lovely honest, uh, congruent relationship with your, your child, but you also want them to be able to go into the world and live their own life and do their stuff and, and get through shit, like get, be able to respond and react. And, you know, when stuff doesn't go exactly how they want it to, they're going to be okay. That's what you want. And hearing them talk that shit was just, it, it was so, so normal. They really made me happy that this little dude, nine years old, he's got his own shit going on. It ain't not even about me. It's not about daddy or mummy. This is my stuff. I've got a girlfriend. I've got a little dickhead friend who's acting a goat, <laughs> pissing me off. Do you know what I mean? Love that shit. So shout out to the dads involved and love that shit. I know you appreciate that. Secondly, um, <clears throat> I didn't stay up for the Super Bowl this year. And it was the first year in maybe eight or nine years I haven't stayed up. More time. We have a little get together or whatever with some of the football boys. Um, or I'll catch up with pals whatever i didn't bother this year reason being last two or three years maybe it's age you've been um, goose by half time because you're drinking brandy all that. <laughs> <laughs> all that. but i'm falling asleep That's and shit how i remember last year i'm last literally dozing off waking up dozing off waking up i don't know what the fuck's going on with the game and then then when i come back to re-watch the game um like I feel like I've already seen it, but I haven't seen it. So I never actually get to enjoy the pinnacle of the game. So I didn't bother doing that this year. I went to bed. went to bed at 10 o'clock. I took Monday off, as I usually do anyway. I've always got Monday off after Super Bowl. Dropped my son to school. Came home. I was back in my house by 9 o'clock. Made myself a bad boy breakfast. A whole milk muffin with some smoked salmon and some avocado, if you was interested. Listeners, uh, he's literally just told you what he had for breakfast. Yep. Yeah. And, you uh, think IOBs are um, <laughs> I mean, are we just trying up. to fill till the next podcast? I don't <laughs> no, know. No. <laughs> What's going on? I can and see I watched, Doug's eyes gradually getting more and more irate. <laughs> I was, I was supposed, I was Super Bowl, and it was one of my most enjoyable Super Bowls. And I don't know whether it was because I was up and alert or because it was such a fantastic game. Either way, you know what? If you're not going to be able to be alert and have a nap and get yourself prepared for the Super Bowl, don't fucking bother. Record it. Watch it in the morning. That's why Sky Plus and Virgin and TiVo and all that shit's dope. Lastly, and signing us off for a little three, while. Three of them. Three of them. 
Yeah, yeah. Three, three, three quick ones. Listen, in fairness, I started at twenty. In fairness, I started at twenty-two, and tw- it's now twenty-five. So I got a rapid fire shit. Uh, I said some hard hitting shit, but I did it quickly. Unlike Adam, who takes twenty-five minutes. Um, last one to wrap us up for a few weeks, just to say thanks, isn't it? Like we people actually do fuck with this. They engage on Twitter. Um, I really hope people how... aren't fucking to this. They fuck <laughs> <with> this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't blame you. I can you I just say on behalf of everyone at the Long Snapper pod- podcast, please don't fuck to this. <laughs> please. Go for it. Go for it. I got smooth. I'm smooth and shit. She'll like it. Um, no, fuck <laughs> with this. Um, and engage and talk shit and be a part of it. Um, it's cool. It's dope. We see how many people are involved, whether you're active or not. So, boom. It's cool. It's cool shit. Shit. And people came on and stuff. People call up. Cool. Yo! Yeah. Two Bolt Edition Long Podcast. Um, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Nice one.